Hi, my name is Dr. Joe Braid and I am the Burnout Recovery Doctor. I help healthcare professionals overcome burnout and get their energy back. So whether you're a med student, allied health professional, or a doctor who is suffering from feeling overwhelmed and exhausted, you're in the right place. In this podcast, you will get your energy back through strategies for burnout recovery. This show will give you the practical tips and mindset strategies to help you recover from burnout in healthcare. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Burnout Recovery Podcast. This episode, I am talking about the new April the 1st, 2023 update on managing psychosocial hazards at work and really elaborating on how this relates to healthcare workers in the healthcare environment. So you may be aware that on the 1st of April, 2023, a new model code of practice on psychosocial hazards at work was legislated here in Australia. This is the newest arm in the work health and safety area, and Australia actually is a leader in developing um, this work here. So we are now acknowledging the psychosocial impacts of workplaces, which is as important as the physical impacts. It's never more timely than now, especially for healthcare workers. I'm really passionate about this topic as it involves the area I work in with my coaching clients. Often we are addressing their mental and or emotional well-being, which certainly can be impacted by organizational factors. Most of my clients are employees in public and private hospitals, also NGOs, and some have their own private clinics. So here is a quote from the Safe Work Australia 54-page document titled Managing Psychosocial Hazards at Work. This was published in July 2022, but came into effect this month. Psychosocial hazards can cause psychological and physical harm. On average, work-related psychological injuries have longer recovery time, higher costs, and require more time away from work. Managing the risks associated with psychosocial hazards not only protects workers, it also decreases the disruption associated with staff turnover and absenteeism absenteeism, and may improve broader organizational performance and productivity. So let's start with talking about some of the common psychosocial hazards in the healthcare environment. Heavy workload. Almost enough said. Uh, We're obviously uh, often have to do overtime in our roles that we might do, particularly in the earlier years of our training. I've got a client who often works 14-hour shifts. And another workload factor is having multiple tasks that require repeated rapid switching between each. So, it is difficult to concentrate. And look, this area is then leaning towards that cognitive overload, which can be similar to some contributing factors to burnout. Prolonged and repeated exposure to trauma. I work with doctors in my local emergency department, and they certainly experience a lot of um, traumatic, uh, trauma-related healthcare scenarios. But trauma can also result from listening to, viewing, or reading detailed descriptions of traumatic events experienced by others. So this is important for all areas of healthcare, including emergency responders. Role conflict or lack of role clarity. As we go through our medical training, sometimes there isn't a job spec. 
I didn't always get them. It was handed down, not always in a clear manner by the senior around. When we know better, we can do better. Low job control. So this ties into another risk factor for burnout. Workers with low job autonomy are at more at risk. Often doctors have little control on when they can take toilet or meal breaks, for example. Exposure to occupational violence and aggression, well, this can happen in any work environment. Entrenched bullying or harassment in the workplace. Some of my clients have had their um, case numbers audited and compared with other practitioners in the workplace who have a higher throughput. This certainly puts strain on um, the slower client um, on how well they think they are performing and can create a sense of urgency in the workplace. You know, when we have that, we're more likely to make medical errors. So really hurrying things along and pushing to get a certain number of cases seen is not necessarily going to result in the best outcome all round. You might be aware in the US, they have a system called the RVU, and that's also a sort of way of auditing how many clients um, or patients doctors are seeing. Next, we have organizational culture. So this document talks about where caring for others is prioritized above caring for the carers. So this is a fundamental area to focus on. And I guess this is what I work on a lot with my clients in coaching. How can you start with caring for yourself? Getting clear that self-care is not selfish. It's a really important part of workplace sustainability and also in your life outside of work as well. Poor communication or lack of appropriate work support systems. Are you able to debrief at your workplace? Is there someone you could go and talk to if there was a case you wanted to discuss further or potentially something that you found traumatic and you want to talk about with someone? Is there a stigma attached with asking for help or support? I'm really keen for the healthcare environment to support those uh, workers, those people who want to be able to ask for help without a perceived stigma around that. Inadequate reward and recognition. Again, this ties in with burnout risk factors where one's efforts are not recognized. So how can you work with somebody in your workplace and acknowledge their efforts, recognize what they've done in that day, in that morning, in that hour that you might have worked together? What are the opportunities for skill development at your workplace? And finally, remote or isolated work. So this can very much be the life of a solo practitioner, specialist or general practitioner who may barely cross paths with others in the workplace due to the volume of patients to see. So these are all detailed in the Safe Work document. Um, if you wish to see that in more detail, I'm going to reference that in the show notes. So why are we worried about psychosocial hazards? Well, psychological harm or injuries from psychosocial hazards include conditions such as anxiety, depression, post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD, and sleep disorders. We can also have physical injuries from psychosocial hazards, and these include musculoskeletal injury, chronic disease, and physical injury following fatigue-related workplace incidents. So these are sort of general, non-specific in nature, but showing the extent of sort of psychological and physical impact from psychosocial 
hazards in the workplace. Let's talk about a bit behind the uh, physiology on how psychosocial hazards cause harm. So it's all about our body's natural response to stress. And when this response to stress is chronic or long-term, so that's over, over an extended period rather than acute or just short-term, then the damage and the inflammation and the wear and tear on the body happens. Stress is really natural. It's a normal response that gets us out of danger. Our adrenal glands release adrenaline and cortisol, which increase our heart rate, our breathing rate, and our blood flow to our large muscle groups so we can run and get away from danger. If that trigger goes away and we discharge that stress response, then our brain interprets the environment is safe once again. If that trigger does not go away, for example, going into a work environment that does not feel psychologically safe, or there is even recall of a traumatic event at work. So that is thinking about the event, not maybe even being in the workplace, but recalling the traumatic event. Our brains perceive that there is still stress around and this can contribute towards chronic stress. So what can we do about the psychosocial hazards at work? I appreciate there are factors that relate to the workplace um, that need addressing and Talking with somebody at work is um, important here to be looking at how some of these workplace hazards can be addressed. But I'm also really pro what can you do for yourself? Armed with some of this information that I've shared today, what can you do? Because I think personal responsibility has a role in any situation that we're in. So firstly, I want to encourage you to find ways that work for you to discharge your stress after being in the workplace. Often movement can help. Singing, humming, um, dancing around, getting outside, talking to somebody, connecting with somebody. There's a great book by the Nagoski Sisters on Burnout, and they talk about stress cycles and the importance of discharging the stress. So again, lots of people like movement, and that might be a real support for discharging the stress that you have in the, the workplace. Secondly, look to manage your mind when you notice your stress is building up. This is what I commonly work on with my clients. They want to stay in their jobs and be able to solve the overwhelm themselves. So we work on what they can do that does not require anyone else or the environment to change so they can address their own overwhelm and their own mindset in the moment. This often takes practice, it takes repetition, but change is definitely possible. And over time, they are laying down new neural pathways. If you want help in this area, head to my website for more resources. And the first step in working together is for you to book a consult call with me. That's all available on the website. So there are work health and safety duties for any person conducting a business or undertaking that now have psychosocial risk legislation. My intention is that this episode makes you aware of these risks and consequences and your role as an employer or employee. I am not a work health and safety specialist, and I recommend you speak to somebody in your organization if this has raised concerns for you. I will link documents that I've referenced in the show notes. 
If this episode has raised any personal issues for you, help is available at Lifeline on 13 11 14 Beyond Blue, Men's Line or 13 Health. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to the Burnout Recovery Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please hit subscribe and head on over to my website at drjoebraid.com. There you can download my free guide with 10 tips to take if you're nearing burnout. See you next time.